Praise the Lord, everybody. Wow. I'm so thrilled to be here. I try and to come every year if I can to just uh, remember and to give you guys kudos and uh, not forget where I was and how the Lord has touched. And it's amazing how important a church is to somebody. And I took a little walk last night trying to walk a little bit. I'm getting older, so I'm trying to stay younger. And about time to start walking, you know. And uh, thinking about my times here, probably didn't talk a lot so much back then. Got my voice back. Now I talk too much. But... Uh, it was very sober, very tough times. But I knew if I made it to church, I would feel some strength. And you that were here in that time, you gave me strength. And we don't realize how important it is, even our presence, that we are not just coming for ourselves, but it's, it's going out among other people. You have no idea sometimes even what's going on in everybody's life right now. But God does. And God knew where to place me at the bottom of my fall and my uh, crisis time, my darkest moment in the hands of Brother and Sister Showstrand and this church. And it was a hospital, it was a healing place, and I don't want to forget that. It's because I don't want to go back to that place. I want to kind of move on and help others. And so that's why I like to come. I love being around your pastor and wife and family. They're so uplifting, so encouraging. And then I'd step in and automatically you all do the same thing. Shake hands, smile. Guys reading the scriptures today, the brother. I just, it just brought back so many memories. So thank you so very much. And so I just want to share now, I, I believe strongly that the message, of course, is the word of God. But we are the message, sir. It's our lives that, that preaches this gospel. Because we are living epistles. We are living messages. So when you get up in the morning, you live your life, you're preaching. You're preaching the word of God to our generation. So let me share. I know it's been already uh, lots of stuff going on. So I'm not sure I can top this little girl here. But I'm not going <laughs> to. I don't think I'll even fit in that little pulpit there. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go on. So I'm, i got two scriptures here I want to share for a text. Psalms 145. Verses 11 through 14. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. To make known to the sons of man his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. Then Isaiah 52, 1 and 2. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust, arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I know those sounds like exciting, but we'll help clarify some of this. So I was in my prayer and getting these couple thoughts together, and 
Uh, who knows the mind of people, how God can work with your mind. I'm trying to think, how can I take these two thoughts and bring it into one? And I begin to think of my time in Ohio, and one of my favorite places came to mind that uh, unfortunately no longer I visit anymore because of now gluten-free restrictions, unfortunately, but we still live. So my title of my message is something I hope that you will remember. It is Steak and Shake. <laughs> steak and Shake. But the steak will spell a little bit different, S-T-A-K-E. But uh, we want to bring you the word of the Lord, Steak and Shake. May you be seated. We read in our first passage of scripture that they mentioned the bowed. The bowed is, to be bowed is to be leaned over. It is to be bent. The bowed are moving in a direction that it was not originally designed for, but because of circumstances and things that have happened, it has bent it, it has bowed it. We see this in trees. If you go down to the coast in California, upper northern part of Monterey, you see lots of trees and they are totally bent over and out of, out of shape because of the strong wind that constantly blows there and the rain that falls and softens the soil and the trees begin to lean. And this is exactly what happened in humanity, isn't it? From the Garden of Eden, the storm of temptation that blew through, and it caused Adam and Eve to move from the path that God had for them. They got in the path of disobedience, and they broke down, and they began to see things differently, and as they did, of course, sin entered to the world, and sin entered to the generation, and here we now live in a society that is full of conflicts and full of violence, and we see the breakdown of society. We see that the problem is not just the politicians, and that's easy prey to do, but it's not just people that are problems. It is the sinful nature and the effects of sin in our world that is the problem. And because of all this, we find ourselves getting, even if we don't ask for it, we find ourselves bowed downward. Uh, the tendency of sin working in us. Uh, the self-serving nature making wrong choices and bringing us to wrong places and making wrong decisions and finding us in our life often bowed. It's all this in the life of Lot and Abraham when they were struggling and the men had grown and their riches had grown and so they had so much and so the elder being a man of God and being the character he was let the younger make the decision and Lot did not do that which was necessarily the wisest but he had been looking at a community and saw the lights and the glamour and so that's where he wanted and his self was longing for that and he bent towards that and said that he pitched his tent towards Sodom and he shows that he never perhaps had the intention of living there but one day he finds himself living in the city surrounded by the sin of the city and fighting even to defend some angels that have come to rest him from the result of that decision. I teach students to drive if you haven't heard and uh, in California I'm sure there's nobody here that has that but we have what's called road rage and people here I'm sure in Ohio are very patient very you know very nice but in California they're always in a rush 
Uh, people are so in a hurry to get somewhere, maybe to their lazy boy. But even with the student, if the, if the green light, if the red light turns green, it's one second we are getting honked at, even though it says student driver. Uh, we have motorcycles going around us, cussing us out because we took maybe 30 seconds too long to get going. Uh, people that is, they get aggravated. But we understand it's not the, it's not the red light. It's not the, the longness of the delay. It's the rage that is already in them. Life is affecting them and they are messed up and their life is not right uh, and they're bowed over and so it's been building over and over. We find lust and jealousy and anger all being time bombs, stuff that happens. Uh, it's hard to explain and shootings and all that. It's just so disruptive and it's uh, unsettling, isn't it? Uh, but there's full of people that are bowed over by the sin. They're bent out of shape. Their emotions are out of shape. Their mind is out of shape uh, and they're walking with a bent uh, and oh Oh, how many times do we fall into that saying things we wish we could take back doing actions that we regret making decisions bringing guilt and shame in our life the product of the fallen nature of man and living bowed over and then we have on top of that the things of the harshness of life the heaviness of life the sick the ones who get cancer the death of a loved one the loss of a job, the broken dream, and sometimes it's hard to get out of bed. I still remember the bow down that I got in a place, and we get that places. Oh, and we find sometimes from our own decisions the things that we are living with, the hurt remark from a loved one gets to us, the disappointment, the frustration, oh, the, the, the things of life, and it brings us downward to depression and even darkness and even suicidal thoughts that happen because we're so bowed down. I'm sure in a crowd of this size there is no doubt amongst us people today that you came to church not so straight today but you're, there's a little bowing going on in your heart, in your soul and all that. Bowed from physical by infirmity, mentally by care, spiritually by remorse but I got a word for you. Because in our scripture, the Lord said, he upholdeth all that fall and are bowing down. Oh, that form of verb shows that this is what he is always doing. He is always reaching for those that are bowing down. In every service he is trying to move to help us to get us from being bowed down. He doesn't want us and he will not allow us if we will let him not to be damaged and not to be bowed forever. We owe. He's in the business of lifting us up. He's in the business of redemption. He's in the business of saving. Thank God we got a hope. You never have to live that way with no hope. But God is here today to move in your heart and move in your life and touch your mind, touch your emotions, touch your body to help you to leave a little straighter when you leave out today. So we find that trees often, when they are about over, they have a stake and they tie that tree to that stake. Maybe it's a young sapling as it grows and it's beginning to go over. They'll tie it to a 
stake. I have seen pictures of big cables that wrap around grown trees that they are starting to bend over and they wrap them and they pull that those cables tight and give that tree a little more straightness uh, to keep it from falling over. Uh, in this psalm here we read about a God, a mighty God, a good God, a creator. It's amazing that he condescends uh, to reach to us. Uh, we know that God became a man uh, and he became flesh. Uh, he became Emmanuel. He became God with us uh, and he lived his life so that he could go to a cross uh, and there he would die and his body would be broken and his blood would be shed uh, and he would give his life uh, and that cross, that sacrifice became permanently in place uh, that there would be no death but that cross uh, becomes a stake uh, in which is testified to the love of God for us uh, and oh it's that stake uh, that he ties us to with the bonds of love uh, and straightens us up from the bowed condition that we are hallelujah he rises from the grave but the stake of Calvary is always there uh, that we can go to uh, and it can work in our lives to help us Oh, and so it is. Sometimes we are broken. Sometimes we're not in the right posture. But oh, we come to a church uh, and then we can go to the foot of Calvary uh, and we begin to feel the love straighten us up. Uh, oh, the things that are wrong in us. Uh, we all understand I don't want to live that way. Uh, and we find a place of repentance uh, and we say, I don't know, God, we're not doing it right. Uh, but oh, you can make us right. Uh, you can make us straight. Uh, you can help us, God, from being bent out of shape. Uh, you can help us, God, in our emotions uh, and we come to him and we cry to him hallelujah we get baptized in his name we receive the Holy Ghost and all through our walk and when I stepped in the church and sister shows she just knows how to get the right song at the right time that's a gift not everybody has that gift I can't even tell you how many times Brother Showstrand found the right message for me every service. Three years, two years, I don't know how many. It seems like forever here. And I'd come, sometimes walk here in the cold. It gets cold around here. Snow. Found out what snow is. Found out the whole world likes Ohio State football. I'm like, I don't care about Ohio State. I just want to find the church. <laughs> but I come to service, bowed over. But oh, when I was done, I was able to raise my hands. Uh, my posture got a little bit better. Uh, and every service that I go back in there, there again, the loneliness is setting on you and all the stuff you've done is setting on you. Uh, but oh, I got myself back to church. Uh, oh, I love church. Uh, I love to come in the presence of God because I know God is going to wrap some cords around me and he's going to tighten that wrench uh, and he's going to bring me a little bit of strength and I'm going to find the strength to lift my hands. I'm going to find a little strength to lift my voice. 
voice and I'm going to start feeling something. I'm going to feel the love of God. I'm going to feel that I am worth something, that God loves me and I am of value to him and he's going to work in my life. Psalms 3.3 says, Lord, how are they that increase that trouble me? Isn't that the truth? You know that troubles come in bundles, don't you? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him. Not that dude. No way. But thou, o Lord, art a shield for me. And a lifter up of my head. Man, sorry, you're the only one here that I, I don't want to be in touch with these ladies. See this button here? Just look right there, down here. He comes to just keep looking there for me. Oh, how many times are we looking down? But he comes and he grabs me and he makes me lift up. When I teach driving, I tell them, you got to look up because your eyes lead you. You're going to go where you're looking. When you're looking down, that's kind of where you're going to go. But if you can get your eyes to look up uh, and you can begin to look on him, uh, you're going to start saying, oh, and then it's not going to be very long. Your hands are going to follow your head. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we raise our hands in church because we want to praise him because we know that's the way I want to go. I'm tired of going on the floor. I'm tired of bowing on the ground. I want to be straight. I want to be praising him. Hallelujah. Your eyes set the direction of where you're going. That's why with trouble, the thing to go to is find God and look to him because what did David say? I will look at my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Go Buckeyes. They beat Nebraska. I don't even know if they played. It sounded like it was like two points to a hundred, something like that. But you know, after that game, you feel good for about two hours. Maybe if you're a real sports fan, maybe the next day you're talking about it. But in a while, that will wear off. But when I get back from church, that's not wearing off, is it? Oh, hallelujah. I'm still here from the effects of those two years here. Oh, I was so bowed down. I was on the ground. I was, I was eating dust. But thank God I'm here today because I have been brought up and the Lord has draped me up. And I'm here today to praise him. And so then he goes to Isaiah and says, awake. God has helped you. God has straightened you. And so it's time now for you to shake off the past. Shake off the negative. Shake off that that had brought a problem to you. The effects of your choices. The effects of your life. You need to shake it off. I got... Uh, I know we're more mature here, but anybody got some hand? You can move. Can you move those hands for me? And I'm not Taylor Swift here, but you know why everybody like that song? There's something about shaking it off. 
She, you know, sometimes the world has truths they don't even know they have. When you start feeling now you need to shake those feelings off. You need to come to the house of God and refuse to stay bowed over. But feel the love of God when they start singing those songs. Feel that love of God. Take that personally. Don't just make it generic and let God and then you need to shake it off. Don't live in your past. Don't live in your effects. Today is the day that the Lord hath made. I need to shake off my unrighteousness, my bad habits, my wrong tendency, my lust, my anger. I don't have to fall into abuse. I don't have to follow my parents' way of living. I can live above that because God has straightened me up. God has touched my life. And so we find relief in the Lord. And then what does he Sounds so crazy. He says, arise. And this chair is not even very good, is it? I'll try. <laughs> he says, arise and sit down. Doesn't it sound like a Pentecostal service? <laughs> arise. Whoa, there, that's easier to sit down. Some of you don't even, you've done so much, you quit arising. You just wait. So we rise, but he is not talking about sitting down in the same place. That, that word in there, you know, the, the English doesn't do a service sometimes, but he's talking about a rise from that place of shame, guilt, messiness, and a rise to a place of dignity and sit down in a new place. Sit down in a new attitude. Sit down in a new perspective. Sit down in a new direction. Oh, I'm not staying down where I was bowed down, but I'm going to let my posture, I'm going to let it be corrected. I'm going to shake it off and I'm going to rise and I'm going to sit in a place of dignity. Place of dignity. And so, People sometimes try to get rid of what happened to you. You're not going to get rid of your past. It, it's almost a false illusion. You can't forget. God forgets, but you can't forget. The past and the hurts stay there. But you have to integrate them into your present. And you have to make them make you to be of strength. And you take that weaknesses and those things that were wrong and you take the victory that God lifted you up from that and you take that to help you to be strong. And then everything you face, you've already faced something that you can face something stronger. And you can then shake off that past and live and walk. Thank God. Can you imagine if you said, well, I couldn't, I couldn't walk a block, so I'm not going to walk at all. No, no. If you walk one block, you can walk two. God has given us what we need, and so we integrate that. So we don't get bent out of shape again. Dreams sometimes change. You don't have to lose your dream, but sometimes you have to adapt your dream. Maybe you had a dream vacation to go to Hawaii. And... Reality is, you just don't have the money. Look, it's a, all you have to do is buy a hammock. <laughs> Go find a pool. 
Put the hammock up and have your little dream. Do you get that? We get so messed up because we feel we got to get this certain thing. We still can have the dream. God never stops his calling. God never stops the dreams. Sometimes we just got to adapt that dream. God is still going to use you no matter what. Amen. Oh, you were never lost. You got to just get back up and get your posture right and get to praising God and let God lead you to that place that he always wants to lead you to. God wants to use you. God wants to be with you. God wants to help you. And I know we got a long day. So let me conclude if you stand with me. Man, I like the sound. Of that. Maybe we should sit down and do that again. It's... I'm not going to say it was like horse. I'm not going to call you horses, but there was such a thunderous noise in that. Rising. Church. This church is such a great church. And you are affecting so many people. And so what any wants you to do is get bowed over. Get bent out of shape. Amazing. Sometimes we get bent out of shape about other people. How in the world does that happen? All of us are so flawed and so messed up. Somebody's not doing something right. Don't let that affect your posture. Luke 13, 10 through 13, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified. God. How long are you going to stay Bowed over, bowed over. How long are you going to stay? Don't stay that way. You know where you are today. But I do know where God is today. And God is here. And he knows where you are. He's trying to give you a word. I love you. And if you bring yourself to my stake, (laughs) get a little closer to Calvary, just stand there. And I'm going to get my cords of love. And I'm going to wrap you up. And I'm going to straighten that point out. And I'm going to get your posture and get your posture. You know, I... Let's face it, I'm getting older. I used to never say my age. I'm 67. Uh, I don't, I love to worship. I don't quite worship like when I was younger. You know how I jump now? I jump like this. But at least I do that. Is that? I know what it does for me. I, I can't jump, but I know I feel a little better when I do this. 
Sometimes, you know, the, the shoulder, my hands aren't quite going. You know, I'm still trying, but sometimes they kind of go, when you go here. But that's okay. But you're still moving them in the right direction. Don't let yourself live bowed over. Don't let yourself live in your miseries and your aches and your pains. And No, no. Calvary's here. The blood of Jesus is flowing. The Spirit of God is here to live within us and to help us. And to help us, oh, to get that posture because, oh, when we praise the Lord, we're going to feel better. Amen. He's going to fill us with His glory and with His presence. And when His presence comes, it makes everything better. And it gives us the power to shake things off. It gives us the power to go on and, and to live victorious. Oh, how many's got a hand they can raise? Oh, let's praise them a little bit here, Lord Jesus. I know that you know who's here today. I know you know our life. You know, oh God, what we are battling. But you're here to tell us today you want to lift us up. Oh, I wonder if somebody would like to come to the front today and say, yes, Lord, lift me up. Oh God, yes, Lord, I want to stand in the right posture. I want to shake off, oh God, things that are bothering me. I want to shake off the things which are, oh God, working against me. And I want to praise you. Yes, how many here would love to have God's spirit touch your life in a special way today? How many here would like a special healing today? The altars are open. Oh, come on, come on, the Lord is here today.